Hello and welcome to the KE Report. I'm your host, Shad Markwitz, and I'm speaking today with Ryan King, Vice President of Corporate Development and Investor Relations at Caliber Mining, traded on the TSX under the ticker CXB and on the OTCQX under the ticker CXBMF. And Ryan, it's always great having you on the show to get an update on Caliber Mining. I guess I want to start on the operations side today. We got some a couple different news items to get to. But you just put out some news earlier this week on February the 20th, and it's really outlining the gold production outlook for 2023 and moving into 2024, what the guidance is. Could you maybe give us a quick recap of some of the key takeaways from last year's operations and then also how things are setting up for 2024? Well, absolutely. And uh, hi, Chad. Uh, Great to be back on. And thank you for the time. So, yeah, 2023, again, was a record year for Caliber. It, it was, in fact, the fourth consecutive record year of compound annual production growth. I think we're sort of sitting at around a 28% annualized. So uh, 283,000 ounces of production, a lot of that organically grown out of Central America. And uh, Central America there, we produced 240 plus thousand ounces and uh, 240 plus thousand ounces in Nicaragua and a little over 40 plus thousand ounces in Nevada. So a very strong result from the team uh, meeting expectations on costs. So just a little over a thousand dollars total cash costs and uh, just a little over twelve hundred dollars all in sustaining costs, which is a, a which is a great result. It resulted in uh, $550 million of revenue, $200 million of cash from operations. And as we look forward to 2024, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the recent acquisition of Valentine, but that's over 50% through construction now, and capital will be going into completing that uh, that construction. However, uh, uh, when we look at 2024, a very similar outlook in terms of total spend. You know, we're going to be producing... We have guided the market 275,000 to 300,000 ounces on a consolidated basis. All in sustaining costs guided is a, a little higher than 2023. However, our growth capex for Nicaragua and Nevada is down. Therefore, total spend across the operations will be about the same. And you know, then you plug in a gold price, and you can see what kind of revenues and, and cash from operations we, sh- we should expect. But nonetheless, very similar spends slightly higher production in 24, and um, 130,000 meters of, of drilling plan for 2024. So it's exciting to see that continued reinvestment for the sustainable uh, production, production growth for our current assets. Well, Ryan, it's a pretty exciting story, Caliber Mining, in the sense of being a growth-oriented producer that's grown through both grade, through developing new areas like Provence Central and Eastern Barossi that we've talked about in previous interviews but also continuing to press the bet with the drill bit. We will get into the Valentine Gold Mine, the acquisition and the work you're doing there next. But before we get into that, let's maybe just quickly also cover some of the drilling that's going to be going on in Nicaragua and Nevada for this year as we plow into 2024 with a lot of drilling, it sounds like. Yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 that's been the theme since acquiring the assets, right? Is continuing to put track in front of the train you know, you remember, you look back at uh, Q4 2019, and we were anticipating 50 to 70,000 ounces a year of production from the Central American assets. Obviously, as just stated, we've grown that quite successfully and responsibly. 
And a lot of that's come from from drilling we've done to go from about a 250,000 ounce reserve base to the end of 2022, a little over a million ounce reserve base, but at the same time produced uh, a little over 800,000 ounces of gold. So this drilling, discovery drilling, resource expansion drilling, and conversion drilling has been very effective, a very good use of capital. And we continue to see that in front of us. We continue to see good opportunities. And you can see, you've seen recent drill results, a number of news releases coming out from the, the Pantheon Gold Corridor at our Le Mans complex. And we continue to step out along that corridor, which is multiple kilometers long. And it all spawned from the uh, Pantheon results that started in 2020, right on the edge of the uh, of the corridor uh, resulted in about 100,000 ounces at seven grams. We stepped along that and discovered Pantheon North resulted in about 250,000 ounce reserve at about nine and a half grams per ton gold. And now, as you see, we're stepping, continue to step uh, further Northeast and we're finding, uh, a, you know, another zone of mineralization, you know, most recent results highlighted by, you know, 111 grams per ton gold over four meters true width. 15.6 over 6, 36 over 2, 9.4 over 10 uh, meters. So we're continuing to discover uh, high-grade ore shoots along this corridor. So it's very exciting. And this year is going to be additional expansion drilling, uh, stepping out along that corridor. Because keep in mind that on the, on the other side of this corridor, there's 1.3 million ounces of gold that was identified and mined by B2 Gold. So this is this is very exciting for us. And then, you know, at the same time, we're following up on targets at Limon. We're following up on targets at Eastern Barossi and Pavon. So lots of opportunities. We continue to fill the pipeline. So I think we've we've uh, earmarked about a hundred thousand meters of drilling in Nicaragua this year. So an, another exciting year of of regular news flow. Yeah, and if you think about how much drilling that actually is compared to companies in the sector where there are thousands of them that claim to be exploration companies, they're nowhere close to this kind of exploration plan. So it's an impressive amount of exploration for a producing company, and that's what's feeding the growth and has been feeding the growth for years. So, And I know you still have some drilling going on also in Nevada around the pan mine and also around the Gold Rock project. So we don't have time to get into that in this interview, but there's a definitely work still going on in Nevada as well. I do want to shift the focus over to the Valentine Gold Mine acquisition, the acquisition of Marathon Gold that is now complete, and some real zingers of uh, drill hits that have been coming out just recently. So you've already shown you're on the ground there, continuing to explore and expand. You put out some news on the 14th of February, so just a week or two ago, and the headline number, 46.53 grams per ton gold over 5.3 meters, and 17.16 grams per ton gold over 7 meters. Impressive hits out of the Valentine Gold Mine. What can you tell us about the exploration plan here? Well, firstly, what this drilling is and what, what we announced on the 14th was ore control drilling within the first few benches of the Leprechaun Pit. So currently at the Valentine Gold Mine, it's built upon three different pits, which make up the life of mine, 14-year life of mine plan. And the first 12 years is, is uh, based on the feasibility study, would be about 195,000 ounces a year from those three pits. There's a, a total of five deposits that have been identified in, and have resources on them. So it's the Leprechaun, it's the Berry, and it's the Marathon. Those are the main pits that uh, build up the 2.7 million ounces of reserves and predominantly the 5 million ounces of resources. So this tighter spaced drilling, this ore control drilling that we've done, 
at the Leprechaun Open Pit, first of all, it really substantiates the mineral reserve. But also in that tighter space drilling, it resulted in a, a model that indicated an increase in ore tons. So a 15% increase in ore tons and a 12% increase in ounces in those initial benches. So that you know, this is this is very good news. But equally as important is the southwest edge of the leprechaun pit is where this higher grade mineralization was discovered, as you just mentioned, the uh, 47.5 grams over five meters. 17 grams over seven meters. Keep in mind that this ore control drilling is very shallow R RC drilling. So this goes down, you know, 20, 25 meters. And the team has now identified the fact that they are seeing the, the host rock, the QTP, which is quartz tourmaline pyrite host rock, which is host of the gold, the main host of the gold mineralization at these three main pits. Another zone of this along this 32 kilometer long Valentine Lake shear zone, which, which is the main control or main uh, structure. So all of these deposits are butting up right against this structure, this Valentine Lake shear. And now the team has found, you know, a very good, strong potential for resource expansion to the southwest outside of the pit uh, at Leprechaun, where there has been no drilling because previous access was was a challenge. Now it's not. So very exciting to see that. And in fact, the team has already mobilized. And within the week here, we are going to be diamond drilling some of these targets to follow up on this Southwest extension. It's incredibly exciting for a couple of reasons, Ashad. One is that the overall Valentine shear zone, which is 32 kilometers long, first and foremost, resources are only identified over about, about six to seven kilometers of that shear zone. So it demonstrates that there's incredible opportunities along this multi-kilometer shear zone. Additionally, the team has also identified a second shear zone, the northeast contact shear zone, that is also 32 kilometers that has had absolutely no work done on it. So we're talking about, you know, potentially up to 64 kilometers long along this, you know, very prospective shear or fault system that clearly, uh, as evidenced by the, the, the mine that we're building, hosts gold. And we're finding this quartz tourmaline pyrite host rock in multiple numerous areas across the whole 32 kilometer shear at Valentine. So this year, A, it's following up on this recent discovery. It's also prospecting the whole property with what is known as a winky or rab drill that goes down and gets bedrock underneath till and soil to get bedrock to test for this QTP and then identify new targets along the, the multiple kilometers of strike that we have on the property. So it's a, it's a combination of, I think we're going to be doing about 8,000 meters of diamond drilling at the Leprechaun Southwest, initially anyways, as well as the Frank zone. And Frank was a zone that was uh, originally discovered back in 2011, had no drilling done on it through the years till the end of 2023. And then we put out, uh, put out some results, some assay results from that program at the end of 2023, which included, uh, you know, 14, 15 meters of, of three grams, two meters of, of 40. So it's giving us an indication of a potentially another zone. And that's a kilometer to the southwest of Leprechaun. So there's very limited exploration between Leprechaun and Frank. And now we've recently found this Southwest discovery potential, this higher grade zone at Leprechaun that, that is demonstrating that it is open to the Southwest with no drilling. So 
incredibly exciting opportunity for the company to expand resources, make new discoveries, and potentially higher grade. So um, that's what we can look forward to this year. And I think that could add a lot of value for the business. Yeah, Ryan, it's new areas, new zones, areas between zones, stepping out from known resources, but also there's even a table in the recent press release that shows the comparison of the ore block model to the 2022 mineral reserve. And in most cases, you're finding a positive divergence to the upside as far as the tons and the grade and the ounces there. So you can see that there's a pathway to growing these resources. A lot of questions coming in to us, Ryan, about how things are going with the build. I don't know how much you can tell us at this point in time, but could you give us a general snapshot of what the timeline is? Are things still on track? How are things looking as far as it being halfway done? And what are the main milestones still to come? Sure. Yeah. Well, look, uh, you know, fortunately, we've got a very seasoned, experienced chief executive officer again, you know, 30 years at Nomont. And what he did, and I've mentioned this a few times, he came into situations and assets that had troubled starts or they had issues or so he looked at opportunities within Newmont's portfolio. This is a, you know, a, a not too different of a situation, but we're coming in when a project is, you know, 40, 50% through construction. So he spent three, four weeks down at, in Newfoundland at site meeting the people, really encouraged by what he's found so far, good support, real commitment to the assets. Obviously, there's work to be done, but, um, you know, his view is, you know, now we're through about 54, 55% of the build. Construction is on track. Uh, We would still, you know, anticipate an H1 2025 uh, production. Uh, We've recently mentioned this, but SAG and ball mills and motors uh, scheduled to arrive here before the end of February this year. So really, things are going quite well from that perspective. And as you can imagine, we're working through a fulsome review of all aspects of the project, rebaselining of schedules, costs, and we're going to be, uh, it's expected that we'll give an update on our findings and, and path forward, probably around Q2 of this year. But, you know, again, really important to note that he doesn't see any major red flags for a project of this magnitude at this stage Lots of wood to chop, but again, we're confident. He's confident, particularly, that we'll be in a good position to deliver H1 2025. So, yeah, I mean, really now it's about getting operational ready. You know, in support of that operation, operational readiness, we've gone out to award for pre-commissioning, commissioning, and startup a contract uh, for a well-known group to help us through that period of time to ensure that we can deliver. So, you know, doing all the things, planning for the delivery of uh, on track. And so, no, things are going quite well. That's good to hear. And it sounds like you're still slated for the first half of 2025, as you say there, to get into production and that things are moving along and there is going to be some guidance coming out to the market. It sounds like you just said in second quarter. So we'll be looking for that news just for an update, but it sounds like overall things are going well with not just the development side, but also the exploration side. I guess I want to wrap up, Ryan, with a point we teased a little bit, but I think it's worth reiterating, and that is, if you look at how Caliber has transformed over the last couple of years from just being a Central American producer to then adding assets in Nevada, the number one gold jurisdiction on the planet, to now adding in Newfoundland assets and really tilting the reserves of the company and resources to really more of a North American focus now, even though there's still all of the growth we just outlined and 100,000 meters of drilling going on in Nicaragua. 
But there's also the ability when you go into production next year to have a lot different production profile, more in line with the mid-tier. So could you speak to the re-rating process that could still happen now with more of a North American focus and with a larger production profile as you move into next year? Well, that's a good point, Shad. As, as we continue to deliver on expectations and particularly to the Valentine goldmine, you know, that should catapult us in the 400 to 500,000 ounce a year gold producer. And as you say, significantly diversify the portfolio to have about, based on analyst consensus, have about 60% of our NAV then based in North America. You know, our vision was always to create a mid-tier gold producer, a quality mid-tier gold producer. And by this transaction, we established ourselves as that. And, you know, when we look at the peer group in that quantum, you can see, you know, they're trading at uh, a significant higher multiples than ourselves. And so, yeah, I think there's a real opportunity to go from a $750 million market cap, which is, which is where we're at today, U.S., to a 1.5 to as up, up as high as four or five billion uh, is where Alamos is at uh, just north of 500,000 ounces a year. So an incredible opportunity. It's up to the team now. We've got to deliver. And you've seen that. We've delivered quarter over quarter for 17 quarters. So, so I'm looking forward to the future. Well, we're looking forward to it too, Ryan. Keep us posted as future news comes out, as you get some more of the plans together for the timelines at the Valentine Gold Mine. Keep us updated on all the exploration work the company is doing and always looking forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Chad.